Hey, Jaroslav, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. So we had some trouble with the Starlink last time. Yes. Uh, the, I think, well, it was after I read some announcement that, that there were like 60 new Starlink satellites they mm-hmm. went up. And I think it was maybe recalibrating or something, but suddenly uh, the, the the connection was dropping like each few minutes. Uh-huh. Like a few, few days before that, it was keeping up all day, like with few like occasional uh, occasional dropouts because of the, uh, the the occlusion. But yeah, yeah. So, so how, how fast was it usually? So the static? Usually there was around two hundred megs wow. download, fifty sixty megs upload. So it is a really really good actually. It's it's really really good. It's like and if. The thing is that I, I was at the like recreational place, so mm-hmm. it was not my place. So I had I had just, just limited options where to put the Starlink antenna. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if you can if you can find a spot where you have no obstructions, I think that that should be really really good. So I uh, surprisingly, it needs to see the north northern northern sky. So it's it's inclined to to the northern part. Okay. In, in this latitude, that means like uh, Europe, mm-hmm. basically. I thought okay. it would be more, more. It would require like southern view, mm-hmm. but it's it's not the case. <laughs> it, need, it requires northern view. And how big is the antenna? It's like I don't know, 40, 50 ish, fifty centimeters by like thirty. Okay. And you need a battery or or power mm-hmm. cord. No, it's it's a power cord. So it's it's powered from the from from the router. So you get like a router, uh, the small box, mm-hmm. and you power the router. And from the, the router, it, it takes the power to, to the antenna. Mm-hmm. So it's actually so good. And how expensive is it roughly? Roughly, it's uh, it it costs me to get the hardware around five hundred euros, mm-hmm. and then I'm paying. RV edition, so I can take it anywhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. So it's not, and that that costs around 120, 115 euros. It's not a bad e- either, actually. It's not as bad, I would say. No, no, no. And if if you if you, if you like if you fix it to to your address, you would pay something like 70, 60, 70 euros, maybe. And the bandwidth is included, so it doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like uh, whatever you use. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, uh, I would say styling is good enough for Java developers, right? So, <laughs> yeah, actually, the, also, also the, the the latency is not so bad. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was, I was connected over Starling to like, remote servers, and I was doing like developments. I had like remote VS, remote shells, and it, yeah, and mm-hmm. I was I was productive, so I was not I was not actually held back by by the connection. So, mm-hmm. so you would like to talk about today is Btrace and uh, Java mm-hmm. profilers in general, right? Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I took a look at the Btrace, and uh, so it looks good. So what's surprising actually that uh, you use Java J profiler, Java profiler, to optimize Btrace. Yes. Uh, honestly, it was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. So, so that uh, and and J Profiler was really nice uh, to give me a free license mm-hmm. for uh, for the product. Um, at the time, I was also uh, well. The problem was that I used to work on NetBeans Profiler, so I wanted to use NetBeans. But at the time, NetBeans was donated to uh, to Apache. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I did. Honestly, the, the quality—you yeah, can feel the difference in the quality when you have like full corporation backing up development and testing and everything. Mm-hmm. So now it's more like open source and if somebody has time to to contribute, and there are not that many people with the knowledge to contribute to profiler. So the profiler started basically started lacking compared to commercial tools. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I decided to to, to use uh, J Profiler, mm-hmm. and well, today probably I would go with with Async Profiler <laughs> because mm-hmm. that's uh, that's kind of state state of the art for 
for profiling. So yeah, yeah, I, I haven't been using Redmi's profiler for for long time. Like, yeah, I uh, also didn't, but so. I uh, but. Uh, Okay, no problem. But uh, you yeah. mentioned you you suggest another pro profiler. Which uh, profiler you suggested? Uh, an async async profiler. Async so, profiler is it a commercial one? No, no, it's open source. Mm -hmm. uh, it was created by Andre Pangin. He might be also a really good tip for guests. He's very okay. interesting. <laughs> very interesting person in, in Java and 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 profiling space. Mm -hmm. He he also used to work at Sun. Uh, I think he was. I might be wrong, but I think he also he was also involved in in the Sun Studio uh, performance analyzer. So he's got long history of, of working in, in in the performance space in Java. Async and profiler, six and a half thousand GitHub stars is incredible. Yes, yes, it's really it's really neat too. Like it, it's using it's using async at Coltrace, which is uh, uh, unsupported. Uh, API for getting stack traces in uh, in a way which is non not uh, safe point biased, and it was actually introduced for this uh, Sun Studio performance analyzer way back as kind of like some internal contract. But uh, you still can get get to it with uh, with some tricks like loading the library and, and looking up at the symbols, and then you go to the symbol and then you start using, mm -hmm. and. It basically allows you to to drive the profile, the, the sampling profiler uh, from from a signal handler. So mm -hmm. you can use something like iTimer or, or Timer Create, or nowadays you can you can even use like Perf Events Open, which is like the most precise sample driver because it, it's coming from the from the Linux kernel. Well, talking about Linux, right? It's coming from the Linux kernel, and you can tell. Like you can set it up in a way that okay, so if uh, the, the the thread used like ten milliseconds of CPU time, then deliver the signal. Uh, but you can also tell it like if uh, this many CPU ticks were used. So you can instead of like going to time, you, you can you can base this on the actual CPU cost. And there are like many more this pair of event types like uh, cache misses. Okay, so we, now let's start with profilers because we are already de uh, deep into the weeds, right? So, wh yeah. what you what, what you uh, mentioning right now is not the how precise a profiler is can be, right? So, uh, yes. and this async profiler seems to use a low level functionality, and uh, what I'm interested in 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 business application is mostly a rough mm -hmm. idea what is slow. So I'm not interested in ticks, you know, but uh, to, to yes. identify what's the problem. Yeah. And and you are looking at from profiler perspective to hyper optimize something, right? So there are two different yes. use cases. I would yes. Would we use different profilers for it? I would say you know for my just like an overview profiler, and in your case you really you know like uh, CPU level Linux kernel profiler. Uh, yes, yes. So it's like you you need to you need to optimize the, the mm -hmm. profiler. What do you would suggest for for a business profiler? You know like you know like a rough idea. Uh, J Visual VM is it enough? Uh, if if your use case is to find like low-hanging fruit, yeah. something like really some omissions, then then JVisual VM is is okay. Like mm -hmm. uh, in, internally, it's, it, it it is using uh, like uh, get get all stack traces from JMX, and that means that you will have uh, you, you will be collecting the stack traces only at safe points. Mm -hmm. So that that means like you will not see any any details about loops uh, inlining can can mess it up like you, you might you might not see like short inline methods it will be attributed to to the in the method which is doing the inlining so but if you, if you know if you know the shortcomings and you are okay with that that that's uh, that's pretty safe bet but 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 you are mentioning the sampling right so not the yes. profiling or the sampler the profiler is slower this is actually the same what netbeats profiler yeah okay. yeah you mean you mean you mean the, the instrumenting profiler right yeah okay uh well i had i had a talk like many years ago um, mm -hmm. at the same time as as Nitz, Nitz and Vaka, like grumbling about uh, what the profilers are getting wrong and uh, this is this is one of the issues I have with the instrumenting profile. Although I was working on instrumenting profile before, that uh, by instrumenting the code, you are basically changing the the execution 
characteristics of, of your application. Mm -hmm. So you might end up profiling something which is which is different than what you would get without the profiler. So mm -hmm. that that that's that's the main problem I have with with instrumenting profilers. Um, having like the, the slowing down of the application, it it's not so bad if if you are doing the profiling as a part of the development process. So mm -hmm. like you run some experiment and you collect profiles and you analyze it. Um, if you want to run the profiler in uh, in a continuous manner, like what we are doing in, in Datadog, like we have always on profiler, then the instrumenting profiler is also not very suitable because, because of the overhead, mm -hmm. unfortunately. So currently what I see is uh, like almost everybody is moving to sampling profilers. Like the, the instrumenting profilers are not, yeah, they are not getting any any real traction. I know mm -hmm. the the uh, Yorkit profiler. Mm -hmm. They they also they they edit uh, like profiling mode based on the async at Coltrace, so it's similar to to what async profiler does. Plus all their like specific uh, commercial extensions, like they have all those probe points. Uh, where you can integrate with the with the frameworks, so, mm -hmm. like you, you can start profiling uh, when you like start processing uh, requests, for example, and then you stop the profiling when you end end the request, and you can you can collect like very focused profiles. So yeah, so that that's. That, that's that's about it. <laughs> so I used this uh, Visual VM, the instrumenting profiler, and yes. uh, the problem was it was slow and 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 cost lots of memory, but it was somehow stable. So if you dedicate the memory, so I even I even you know profile the entire Glassfish or uh, Payara, I cannot remember. So yeah. with eclipsing everything, and it actually worked, but was really yeah. slow. Yeah. And the sampler sampling profiler, it was good enough to identify you know the rough hotspots. Yes. And um, yeah, this is what what I use. I also use the J profiler. So this is, I mm -hmm. think, it was Citraca back then, the company behind, uh, as I remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and your kit. I also use your kit. So I was just curious about your uh, your opinion. When async profiler is also interesting. Um, yeah. And and you're using async profiler still? Um. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, most of the time I'm using async profiler. Uh, together with the JMH. So I, I write the micro benchmarks. Mm -hmm. And JMH has a like built-in uh, integration with the async profiler. So it can run async profiler on, on the oh. micro benchmark. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really it's really cool. So uh, JMH, this is interesting because I also use JMH. I misuse JMH to write tests, uh, performance tests for yes. <laughs> for end-to-end -end, actually. So what mm -hmm. I used, I used uh, JMH. And I launched from GMH, you know, a, a HTTP client which connected to the, to the server, and had a good nice statistics. And um, mm -hmm. and I used it as a hack because this GMH, this is Java Micro Benchmark Harness, oh, yeah. is part of OpenJDK, and there was yeah. less discussion with my clients regarding you know third party dependencies and mm -hmm. frameworks. I like, look, this ships almost with Java, so let's take yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, and it was actually it is annotation based. It mm -hmm. is one Maven plugin, and it it is. I would say almost a secret tool, right? It it, it works actually very well. Um, but uh, as I said, I mostly use it for end to end. You use it for to test algorithms. Oh, uh, yes. So th that that's my like main usage is to test the the low level like the the, the performance critical parts. But yeah, I must admit I, I also use it for for another purpose, not be traced. But I use it also in in a way like you you do. It's, okay. it's very it's very convenient. I know it's it was not meant like to, to be used yeah. like that, but it's it's very convenient. Does does the job really well. So mm -hmm. yeah, you can you can uh, for instance specify you no know, thread whether this is one shot, multiple shots, right? Yeah. So there's you can, yeah. you, you can specify the um, how to call it uh, with annotations the mode in which it operates. Yeah. So it's really yeah. convenient. Okay, yeah. um, what I also uh, was uh, curious uh, you used in your uh, B-trace project mm -hmm. i just lost the tab bitrace github mm -hmm. you use jc collections or high performance collections right <laughs> yes 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 so you used uh, um uh, jc tools was called jc tools jc tools yes and um jc tools and uh, the collections was called hppcrt yes 
So the HPP CRT is somehow uh, it was archived, so it is no yeah. operational. It seems like yeah. it, it. So why you use the HP CRT? Uh, yeah, because uh, the HPC CRT they they were providing pre prepared uh, primitive collections, mm-hmm. and uh, in Bitrace uh, there are many places where I need to have uh, like maps indexed by integer, for example, or or sets uh, set sets of, of longs or like oh okay and I if 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 I do if I do use normal collections then everything will be boxed and unboxed and it's it, it becomes quite terrible performance wise. Uh, what would means terrible? How how far how how fast or slow is it? Um, roughly. Roughly, uh, well, when you when you use uh, it, it was it was adding like noticeable like several hundred nanoseconds if I remember oh, sorry, correctly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's it's uh, <laughs> the problem is that it was <laughs> you know, it was in a code which gets inserted uh, yeah. in into like user application so I'm trying to be like as light yeah, sure, as possible. Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, also guess, also it was adding it, it was adding like several, I don't know, megabytes of allocations per second when you were like okay. uh instrumenting over like all JDK classes. I mean, yes, these are like the, the corner cases, but you would be surprised like how many times people are doing strange things <laughs> like when they can. <laughs> no, this, this is complete this is complete different use case. What you are doing is so if you're building bitrace, which is called, you know, a lot internally. Yeah. Yes. And I'm using building mostly servers, you know, from outside. Yes. So, but I yeah. just I, I was laughing because I, I would try in one meeting to say well, if you introduce the collections, we can you know we can be faster in several nanoseconds, you know, and we yeah. have problems in in almost minutes, you know. Yes. <laughs> this, <Yeah>. is, <laughs> this was just. But I'm, I'm yeah. absolutely with you. Yeah. I guess it would accumulate, right? So if you if you are not cautious oh, yeah. with that and you call it you know several hundred or several hundred thousand times per second maybe even yeah. then it's a yeah. noticeable difference this is this yes this is, yeah. yeah yeah exactly and and you are you're affecting your gc mm-hmm. so then then you might start actually causing unexpected uh, pauses yeah. depending yeah. On, on the gc type so it's like yeah it, it's it i know i know they say like premature optimization is root of all evil but when you are working on, on low level libraries then it's like you you rather be really cautious because yeah. The, the design choices they, they make big difference at the end and it's very difficult to go back and change everything in in the library which is used like if nobody's using it that's cool but then it doesn't make sense to to work on that right sure. so you use the HPP CRT uh, just uh, to have you know like uh, primitive indexed collections right so yes, you want to, yes, yeah yes. okay so yeah, got yeah. yeah this would it because you, if you if you access uh, the collection, you can uh, you don't have to create an object for it, which yeah. is uh, yeah, which is better. Then there's a JC tools which are also used. This is uh, yes. the uh, JC tools. JC tools. This is uh, this is actually quite popular. Three and a half yeah. thousand stars. Yeah. And this is Java concurrency tools for the JVM. So the yes. question is, wh- why you use that? Uh, well, uh, I needed uh, you know. Um, I need to I need to have uh, for the communication in the bitrace. I need mm-hmm. to have something very fast which can transfer uh, data from from the uh, instrumented application to the client and and so on. And also like the communication channel and like doing something uh, like over synchronize uh, like if you do like synchronization wait or something, then it it, it becomes uh, noticeable. Mm-hmm. Slower, JC tools they, they provide really, really, really good implementation of uh, of uh, especially concurrent queues, mm-hmm. and they have like they have multiple flavors of those queues, so you can pick for your particular use case. Like you have uh, multiple producers and consumer, so that that's I, I'm using this queue for thing when many threads are actually posting results mm-hmm. for uh, for the. For the one thread which uh, communicates with the other mm-hmm. side to pick up and, and send it over. So I have multiple producers which are like sending really concurrently the data for the single co- consumer to, to take that mm-hmm. and serialize it over, over the network. And it, <clears throat> it makes a lot of difference. Like 
it is it is specialized for this particular use case. So it it is mostly lock free. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the consumers are completely independent, so you are not affecting one thread by sending something heavy from the other thread. Uh, there's like I have like single uh, single producer, single consumer for things which need to be communicating one to one, and yeah, as I said, this th- this is based on on the use case, and mm-hmm. when you pick like the, the the algorithm which is actually tuned for this use case, mm-hmm. it's 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 much. Uh, it's, it's very noticeable difference. Like when you use something like Concar, uh, that is like blocking queue, which comes from uh, from JDK, it's okay. Like, but if you want, if you are moving in the in the area of like hundreds of nanoseconds to microseconds, mm-hmm. then then it start, you start you start noticing that it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's like how, how much requests per second and how much data data are you sending? Uh, this. This depends on uh, on the sure, application and the uh, yeah. Uh, if if you put uh, if you put instrumentation in something like uh, uh, what I saw yeah something like uh, getting getting um, a list element like when you instrument array, array list get or if you mm-hmm. instrument like all, all subclasses of list get. Mm-hmm. And then you run the application, which is uh, really like intensive, mm-hmm. and running on many threads. So you will be doing it as fast as, as the application can do it. So you can have like millions per second, no problem, if you have enough okay. cores. Uh, so I saw that on like 64 core machine, and then you really, really go up over tens of millions of, of messages. So second. the bitrate already handled ten of millions of messages per second. Yes, yes. Okay, that's um, that's interesting. This is, of course, this completely different world because you are very low level, and this also makes sense that if you use, you know, something like the Java concurrency tools for the JVM, and yep. you can be twenty percent faster or even yep. more, then I mean, just yep. go for it. So it's interesting. It's yep. a very very popular project actually. Yep. This is this is yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's and it's coming. It's, it's coming from the high frequency trading. Uh, implementers. Mm-hmm. So the, these people, they, they need to have like uh, as low latency as possible. Like they, they need to have really fast, uh, really fast uh, algorithms there. So this is would be my next question because maybe you are aware of the LMAX uh, London uh, exchange is called Disruptor. Yes, this was like a very fast uh, yeah. um, uh, ring buffer almost. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, have you looked at that back then? Yes. Or? Yes, yes. I, I, I was I was deciding whether I should try Disruptor or mm-hmm. uh, then JC Tools. Uh, honestly, for I, I went for JC Tools because I had I had multiple patterns of usage. Okay. And it, the Disruptor is, if I remember correctly, is really optimized like for multiple producer, single consumer. At mm-hmm. least the, the the original one. Maybe there are some other implementations mm-hmm. now, but. The JC tools is very very similar to that. It's it's using like similar similar approaches, mm-hmm. okay. And and it, it provided me with like different choices, which were okay. fitting exactly my my use cases. So that, yeah, exactly. This is what JC two uh, are saying. There's like uh, you know they are starting with the explanation. So they have SPC single producer, single consumer, yeah. multi producers, single consumer, single producer, multi multi-consumer yeah. and multi-producer multi so one to n n to one and n to m they they yeah. uh lockless bounded so really interesting yeah. yeah and uh it's also still active the project which is uh, oh, yeah. amazing yeah uh nitsan nitsan is nitsan wakard is still maintaining it i think if i remember correctly also francesco negro is is active there but yeah i mean there are not not many new features coming in but they are still made like maintaining, fixing bugs, uh, slightly improving stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah, it it's stable. So that that that's really nice. That's still stable. Java has actually an incredible ecosystem, right? So if you if you uh, if you, yeah, it's it's one of the like the main things I, I like about Java that the ecosystem is mm-hmm. yeah, as you said, it's incredible. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so. Nitsan is still you know. Uh, working on it heavily. Yes. Nitsan Vakat yeah. is is the yeah. name of the main developer. Yes. And uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. 
which is, I mean, incredible. It's an older project, you know, and uh, yeah, it's still, still popular. Yeah. So yeah. the next thing is ASM. You're using ASM, right? And I can imagine why, uh, yeah. but uh, you, you maybe need the hooks, right? So this is, you know, manipulated a little bit the bytecode. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that, 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 that's how, how you do the, the instrumentation and, and tracing. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I, need to, I need to generate the bytecode, which mm -hmm. will get injected. I need to modify, well, actually, I need to modify the bytecode of the existing methods so I can insert the, the callbacks to, to B-Trace. And doing this by hand, it would be immense pain. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I, I know we, we, in, in an admins profiler, uh, we had to do this in, in, the, like in the native code, basically doing the instrumentation. And it was like, we had to, we had, we had to restrict the instrumentation into very, very, very simplistic uh, operations. Like uh, doing anything bigger, it was yeah, it was terrible. But with mm -hmm. ASM, it's I would say it's it's a breeze. Like mm -hmm. it's it's very the ASM is has very well thought of API. Uh, I know some people are really like disliking the visitor pattern. Now they say it's like yeah, it's it's old school and and obsolete and whatever. But it, it fits it fits extremely well with the with the bytecode and. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say like the main, uh, the main advantage is that it, it allocates almost nothing. Like mm -hmm. you, you are able, so if, if you are using ASM with this like visitor pattern like manner, you can, you can analyze the bytecode without incurring a lot of overhead in terms of uh, like memory structures, because you mm -hmm. go, you go one, one section after another. So, and mm -hmm. then you can, you can, you can and what what is another thing is that while you are actually analyzing this and and you you are able to uh, generate the the instrumented codes such that you don't need to have any lookback information like if, if if it's okay let's call it stateless so if you can generate the stateless instrumentation then you can mm -hmm. do it in one pass you don't need to do like one pass analyzing and then another pass injecting the code mm -hmm. you can do it in one pass uh and actually btrace started like this like uh, btrace was doing like one pass instrumentation um but then then i added uh i added some more advanced modes uh, for specifying where you want to inject, what you want to inject, and that actually that that requires this uh, state or, or lookback. So you need to you need to know that you saw something before you are trying to inject uh, particle code. So in Bitrace now, uh, I'm using a mixture of, of the visitor mode, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, they call it DOM, like DOM. Uh, what is domain object model? Document object model, yeah. Yes, uh, where uh, actually the class is being transformed from bytecode into into graph of objects. So you have like class node object, mm -hmm. and inside the class node you have field nodes, and inside and you have uh, method nodes, and inside the method nodes you have like instruction nodes. Uh, mm -hmm. It take it takes more more memory, but you can you can do much much more sophisticated uh, instrumentation. Like you can reorder nodes, you can in, insert new nodes there. You can look up the, the nodes. You can like mm -hmm. basically jump around the, the class, which is which is really powerful. So now we have everything to understand Bitrace, right? So so what 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 happens is, so I tell Bitrace this is my program, yep. and I would like to how to call it profile it. How you call it? Or um, uh, monitor? I'd say uh, or monitor. Or I would say probe. It sounds funny, but probe it. <laughs> to probe it. <laughs> yes. And 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 then um, okay, I specify somehow. So we'll talk about yep. this in a second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what to profile or what to mm -hmm. probe? Yeah. And uh, you will use ASM and inject a hook into the code. Yes. And the hook will gather. The hook will gather information and pass it with JC tools. And using you know collections for the high performance collections for mm -hmm. caching or whatever, mm -hmm. and the JC tools ships the data somewhere else. Yes. And the question is where? 
Where did they ship? Uh, so, uh, Beecher started as a like command line tool, which has mm -hmm. client and server. Mm -hmm. uh, the server is running inside the, the, the prompt application. And in this mode, uh, it, it will send it back to, to the client. Like client is listening on a socket uh, on commands. And the commands are like print this value. So then it will take the value and it will print the value. So it, it works in kind of synchronous mode. You need to open the connection to the server. You will start the, the instrumented code there. And then you will have the output scrolling in your, in your terminal window. So this is now interesting distinction. So Btrace is interactive. Uh, sorry, Btrace is... I, I, interactive. Inter yes. Yes. So that that's the that's the command line tool. Like you can you can kind of interrupt it when you press Control C. You will get like small menu what you can do. Like okay, there is a limited interaction. You can you can send a, a, a signal to to the uh, prompt code, which mm -hmm. is called event, um, and you can have like named event and unnamed. And for this event, you can you can actually can specify the handlers in your prompt code. Mm -hmm. So you can do something like you can uh, how it can be used. You can be collecting some statistics, but you don't mm -hmm. want to be printing out the statistics all the time because yeah, mm -hmm. it's like generating all the all the string the textual information. It can be costly, but you, you can you can define this hand, uh, event handler for something like name. It can be named like print statistics, and then you via the control C and then go to the menu and send the, the print statistics event to Btrace, it will actually grab the, the collected statistics and will generate the the textual representation of that send send it back to you. Mm -hmm. So you can you can kind of like yeah it's it's lightly interactive. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been I've been thinking about getting it like much nicer command line interface based on something like Ancursus or something like where you can have multiple probes running in different tabs and all that jazz. Okay. But yeah, not yet. <laughs> so uh, if, if I install Btrace and I would like to, let's say, test my small Quarkus application or whatever, I would have to tell Btrace what to look at, right? How I do it. Uh, well, you need to... Um, so there... First, you need to you need to have the the, the probe program. So you need mm -hmm. to write the, the small program, or you can you can grab it from from the samples. Like in Btrace, uh, mm -hmm. also in the distribution, there is a samples subdirectory, if I'm not mistaken, and and you can can go there, or from the GitHub, there is uh, mm -hmm. th there are samples uh, also in the wiki, and you can you can just grab one of those. But then you need to you need to adjust it. So you are actually uh, you are intercepting the, the correct methods. Like uh, mm -hmm. you need to use uh, the the package name or the full fully qualified class name. So that's one thing. So you need to have this ready, and then you can you can list your Java processes via uh, JPS, for example, mm -hmm. and then you tell Btrace connect to this process. So that there is like command line invocation where you do btrace, then you do the PID or the name. It's similar to, to what JCMD does. In JCMD, you also, you can use the, the name of the application as reported by JPS or JCMD. Like for example, you know, uh, you, you know that means that you, you know the anagrams. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my go-to. So I would do like a btrace, anagrams jar, and then the path to, to the probe file. Yeah, and what I see right now is from the from the wiki is yeah. a class called all methods with a btrace yeah. annotation on it. Yes, and there's one annotation on method where I can specify the class and method. So yes, uh, so what I can do, I can have a regular expression which specifies which classes I'm interested in and which method I'm interested in. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So that this this uh, this is similar to to AOP cut point. Yeah. If, this is yeah. what I wanted. I I I I, th I thought actually you you rely on you know on AOP uh, point cards, but mm. this is nicer because what I could do I could say you know uh, all the classes from JSON B or all the classes from JAXRS and uh, yeah. then I get all the classes instrumented right. Yes, yes. 
and th this this is one one of one of the modes. Like uh, you can do like method instrumentation, and you mm -hmm. can you can specify you want to instrument method at the entry at the exit. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can also you can specify like you want to do the instrumentation before, for example, before return or after return, mm -hmm. also. So you can like add something which will get executed after you actually call the return. And there are more mods like you can you can you can intercept calls like method invocation within a certain method. So it's kind mm -hmm. of two level. So you would specify the method and, and and the class and method where you want to scan for for the method invocations, and then you have like uh, you will specify kind call. It's like instrumentation kind call, and in, for that kind call, you can also specify that okay, so I want to instrument calls to I don't know uh, mm -hmm. st string uh, is empty or something like. You can, you can specify like what particular method invocation within this method or mm -hmm. those methods if you specify it by by the regular exp expression uh, will get instrumented. And okay. on top of this, you can you can intercept things like uh, uh, setting array elements, reading array, uh, basically like everything that that is in the bytecode. Mm -hmm. You can more or less intercept. Like you, can, okay. you can intercept synchronization. So, mm -hmm. so uh, what I understand is that Btrace is an agent, right? So you have to install the agent to the JVM. Yes. yes. And yes. then, if the agent is installed, uh, I can run the Btrace program or binary mm -hmm. and specify a script, which, uh, interestingly, is a Java code script. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> So, so I, then I, I, I customize everything with Java code. So now, how the Bitrace thing communicates with the agent? Um, well, it, it kind of Bitrace lives inside the agent, so it's Bitrace agent. No, I mean you know the binary. I start the binary, but the binary, if I started from command line interface, it has to know that there is a JVM process. Ah, right. Uh, well, so uh, there, there is this possibility of dynamic attach in Java. Mm -hmm. So. The, how it's called? It's JSTAT. Basically, Java will, will JSTAT D. JSTAT J -Stat D. D is is like yeah. for uh, forwarding to to another machines. But internally, there is like when you start Java, the, you will it it will actually it will create kind of shared buffer in TMP mm -hmm. somewhere where it allows to uh, allows some other parties. To communicate to to the running JVM that I want to start this particular agent, mm -hmm. and it 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 will actually it will grab the agent and it will load it into into, into the memory space of, of the running JVM. Mm -hmm. so this is this, basically this TMP is what you see if you start you know JVisual VM. There's yeah. also all the processes are found you know yes. by this by this uh, hack or yes. hack <laughs> it's, Java it, feature. It's Java feature. It's Java feature. Yeah. It was it was really cool Java feature. It was really like kind of magical. Uh, yeah. it's, it, it's it's going to be actually unfortunately this is going to be guarded by by JVM flag. So for anything mm -hmm. after Java, I think twenty two, you mm -hmm. will have to specify that you are allowing uh, the, the dynamic mm -hmm. agents to be loaded, which will make life for tools like. Uh, Btrace or Visual VM or anything else relying on being able to load the dynamic agent, the target process quite difficult because mm -hmm. then. So yeah. if you launch the Btrace binary, so this is exactly what happens with making Zenbox, right? So yeah. <laughs> everything is more and more Zenbox. But if I launch the Btrace, um, I, I can also specify port what I see. But uh, if I don't specify the yeah. port, it will look in the temporary folder for JVMs and will connect to the JVM, right? Uh, yes. So well, you need to specify the PID of that, uh, and then then it will like Btrace client is using um, like uh, unofficial APIs for doing the the dynamic, uh, dynamic connection. Yeah. yeah, but it's 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 still there. It's it's in some uh, uh, some packages. So yeah, so it will load the agent, and actually it, it will tell the agent mm -hmm. like at which port to mm -hmm. start the, the communication socket uh, by default is uh, well, 
I think it's ah, like this, 20, this is what they're doing. Yeah. So I could run with J command, find you know with J command my Java process, I have yeah. my Java PID, then I can run Btrace and this port tells to the agent which port to open, right? Yes, yes, yes. And then it will it will it will open that particular port. So you can you can actually that's because uh, if if you try to run Btrace uh, for multiple processes, you need to have like different ports, right? Mm -hmm. If when the agent is running and I say Btrace, you know, all methods Java, so yep. I, I, I say, can I then later say a different script or I have to restart the process? You know what I mean? Uh, so can I? Yes. Uh, the, there is a possibility. Like uh, mm -hmm. you can you can run the, the Btrace agent uh, with the server enabled or disabled by default. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, it's enabled right now. Mm -hmm. So it will open the socket server and it's, it's listening on that on the particular port and it's kind of like remote command like you can, mm -hmm. can keep on sending commands there, so you can connect another time and you can you can tell that server I want to use this this script and it will mm -hmm. actually start the script and it will it will start sending you back the data. Um, yeah, so the, this is possible, but you can you can also. Tell Btrace to start in uh, like non-server mode. No, what I, then, what I mean is, it... can I if the if the system is running? Yep. So I I send the all methods, you know, yep. script, and then I decide I need more or different. So yes. I can tell Btrace to to send or to use another script. Yes. So this is very interactive. So this is, yeah, this is yeah because it's not one shot. I can if if the if the agent is running, I can modify like in Dtrace actually. Yep. I can modify you know the configuration. I can say yes, I'm interested yes. now on this method and this method. Yep. Yeah, which is actually incredible. It's not obvious you know because if you if you if you're talking about um, point cards and AOP, yep. how it usually works, you get the hooks at build time. Yes. And in Dtrace, you are doing this at runtime. Yes. Yes. But this is huge. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, this should be the feature pretty. because you know I, I try you know I, I try you know to uh, to explain what is actually the difference between Btrace and let's say J Visual VM. Uh, yeah. Because you know the the uh, the instrumenting mode, they are also modifying their code, but mm -hmm. they are modifying you know the business code and they implementing like an I would say proxy pattern or decorator around you know around the classes. I would say right, mm -hmm. and if someone calls the business code, they know that it's called. Yes. Yeah, but the code is yeah, and and uh, and then you launch it, and I think then it's over. It is impossible in JVisual at runtime to change it, right? Yeah, you can you can change. Well, not sure if JVisual VM, uh, with, not sure if, if the the UI allows it, but the engine itself, which is coming from NetBeans profiler, it, it 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 was able to to do the modifications. Mm -hmm. So you could you could so, change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I'm searching for, you know, what is the why you call, call Btrace a probe engine and not mm -hmm. a profiler? Uh, it's it's not it's not actually it's it's not profiling, or yeah, the profiler should be uh, collecting collecting some performance data. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and Btrace is not doing that out of the box. Btrace is kind of you can it. it it's something which might allow you to to write some kind of profiler. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. I I also I think I, I have a sample script which is using, uh, yeah. It's it's out, yeah. It's it's basically instrumenting profiler, just in, inserting the code at the method yeah. method start method exit and then timing it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's it's not the the main. Uh, main strength, I would say, like in Btrace, you really uh, it it allows you to build, um, I would say, not not really whatever, but in the limits, like you you can build you can build yourself like ad hoc logging solution on top of Btrace, like yep. something like with AOP. But like let's say, actually, I I have like old story. It was at, at one one of the jar ones. And we had some issue with, with the Visual VM because we were going to demo it. It was pretty new. And we used Btrace to actually add, uh, add, a, add a logging into places in, in the JDK where 
there were there, there was no logging, so it was something something was happening in swing classes somewhere, and and we actually found a bug in the swing with that. So that mm-hmm. that that's the like the strength. Like you can you can put a custom logging in places where there is no logging at, at the moment mm-hmm. when you wrote the the application, and you. The good thing is also that you will be running with the logging only during your investigation. Then you disconnect, the logging is removed, so you go back to like full speed of the execution. So that's uh, that's pretty nice. So you can also uh, remove the instrumentation. Yes. In the running yes. system. Yes. But by default, uh, when you when you disconnect from uh, from the application, you you started the the, the probe for. The probe will be de- unapplied; it will be removed. So it, yeah, this is it, really like D-trace. I thought yes. you know this is like a B-trace, but it, <laughs> but this is really behaves more D-trace. It's more yeah. like yeah, uh, instrumentation operating system. So yeah. for me now, for Java developer, what B-trace is is a toolkit to uh, to add hooks to existing code base at runtime, right? So this is yes, yes, yeah. And uh, one very specific use case would be profiling. So with the profiling, uh, it will measure performance. But this is, uh, I could, for instance, on the fly, you know, add some logging code coached for audits, or uh, I can provide some you know, checks and uh, you know for debugging purposes. You yes. can say if the parameter is null, then throw an exception, and I see you know what happened in the system, yeah. right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, this is this is actually a unique tool, Btrace. You know something similar? Uh, actually, yeah, Byteman. Byteman, okay. Byteman, Byteman, and mm-hmm. uh, it was started in 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 Red Hat, I think. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't I think it's An- Andrew Haley is, mm-hmm. or Andrew Din. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm mixing up Andrews. Um, but it's it's similar. Uh, it's similar that you can you can define actually the like the the interception points, but it's it's not using Java. It's it's using more declarative language. So I would say in in a sense it's it's less powerful. But Andrew Din. Andrew Din, yes. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean yeah, it, it it changes the. I would say the the. Like the learning curve, and may- maybe also the 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 complexity of the implementation, it's changed for like for for mm-hmm. the for the powerfulness. Like in Btrace, you can do literally anything. There is like, the by by default, Btrace is running in something called like safe mode, mm-hmm. or or trusted, uh, untrusted. And that that means like you cannot you cannot use uh, many Java constructs like you cannot use for loops you cannot create new instances you cannot do synchronization in in the probe uh, uh, definition and this is because uh, Btrace in this like untrusted mode is is trying to make sure that you are not going to kill your application by accident mm-hmm. and this is enforced by at the compile time so the Btrace has its own compiler which is like looking through the the, the AST and, and making sure that nothing uh, like skips these restrictions also at the runtime within the limits. But if you are really sure what you, like what you want to do and, and you are okay with, with the potential instability, you can, you can you can turn on trusted mode. And mm-hmm. there you have like full uh, full power of Java. Like you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Like you can you can rummage around the class. You can you can access actually you can access the private fields. You can do re- reflection. It's like, and I I don't think the Byteman can do this. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like yeah, you get you get the guarantee with Byteman with the with the declarative language. You get the guarantee that you have only these things will be happening. So it's, I it's, think Byteman is uh, heavily used in JBoss and JBoss ecosystem. Yes. Yes. And uh, Btrace for me is a little bit lower level. Seems like always was, yeah. right? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Actually, <laughs> Btrace was used in, in Glassfish. <laughs> yeah, well, for what? For uh, um, they they had they, the Glassfish had their own like dynamic probe thingy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, if it was removed in Pyre or not. Uh, it was 
way way back. I know I know I worked with the with the Glassfish folks on on adding this. So you you were able to to add some like custom custom instrumentation in in Glassfish directly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just took a look at uh, Stack Overflow. There's still you no know, information about Bitrace and Glassfish. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bitrace with Glassfish web container uh, found an issue. Yeah. And in, in exactly enable monitoring in Glassfish. Yeah. There is a command, and it uh, ah Dtrace. Uh, no Btrace. They have Btrace and Dtrace yes. both. Yeah. So there is a command enable monitoring in Glassfish. Actually, I used it a lot, but I never oh. knew that it was Btrace behind that. Oh. Because uh, <laughs> what, what I created, I created yeah. a project called Lightfish. Oh. And what the Lightfish did, uh, it is a very simplistic one. It just, you know, it, it gathered the uh, exactly all the EGB container, HTTP service, JDBC mm. connection pool monitoring stuff and displayed it with JavaFX. And in order to make it work, Ooh. I had to enable monitoring. Yeah. And it used a uh, bitrace behind the scenes, which I didn't yeah. do. So um, back then. Um, do I get any statistics uh, from uh, from Bitrace out of the box, or is just do I, I get nothing? So for me, it's, you get just the toolkit, and everything else is an example, right? So I, I get the 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 idea. I can hook wherever I like, but everything else is an app or or an an, an, an sample, right? Yeah. Yes. Currently, yes. Well, there there is there is something. There is an attempt to to do um, uh, how it's called. Uh, basically, kind of, kind of Instagram, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you can use it, but I'm not, I'm not really happy about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like there are more power, like there are more performant implementations of Instagram out there. This is really like a trivial thing where mm-hmm. the like the, the the data is pushed into into hash map basically, mm-hmm. but I mean. When when you when you use uh, this trusted mode, you can import things like uh, uh, how it's called. You know that there is there's really cool Instagram Instagram implementation out there. It's open source. Uh, uh, from uh, from the from the garbage collector, the GC viewer. No 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 no. I mean, it's like. Um, um, Basically, you are putting values into mm-hmm. HDR, HDR, HDR histogram. That that's called HDR histogram. Okay, HDR histogram, and it's uh, like basically that, that 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 would give you like you, you could you, theoretically you could collect the the execution time of the methods, and you could you could be putting in them into the HDR histogram, and then you would get really nice like representation. What is your like P ninety nine of your particular request? What yeah. is your mean? Like all, all that, all the, basically, it, it's for quantiles. But hey, whatever you mentioned, two thousand stars on GitHub. Whatever you mention is golden here. You know, lots of uh, perfect Java projects here. Yeah. Uh, this is a HDR histogram on GitHub, and the name of the organization is HDR Histogram as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, so if you if you understand byte bitrace, you also understand the instrumenting Java profilers because they are very similar, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, this is what they are doing. What, what they could even use Btrace, and then they have like statistics backend to gather to know to have a better information, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But what's a little bit similar is JFR, right? This Java oh, flight yeah. recorder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say because they are also uh, able to emitting events on mm-hmm. uh, on specific, uh, you know, events on specific events, yep. right? Yep. So what what is the main difference between Btrace and JFR, Java flight control? Uh, Java well, flight recorder and Java J- mission control. J- yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, JFR has like unsurpassingly unsur- good implementation of, of the serialization. Like the JFR mm-hmm. format itself is is really nice, compact. Uh, it's it's well thought out. Unfortunately, it still hasn't been made public. But Gunnar Morling made a really good uh, reverse engineering, and, a, and a, he wrote a blog post with all the details. So, whoever is interested in the, in, in the JFR format should go to Gunnar's Gunnar's blog and, and read it. It's, uh, it's yeah, Gunnar is really a capable guy because we had him on, on the podcast, mm-hmm. but he was also the lead of Debezium. 
which yeah. is the uh, Kafka, uh, how to call it, uh, CDC tool to export data from relational mm-hmm. databases to Kafka. Yeah. And this is, you know, Kafka really well. So yeah. this is uh, the great story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the the serializer is, is blazingly fast. Like JFR, like internally JFR is storing uh, all the data in the thread local buffers. It's done, it, it's, it's happening in the native space. So, and then, then it just dumps it on, onto disk. So it's, uh, it's much faster than what, what B-Trace does. B-Trace sure, actually... Because, uh, yeah, because uh, I don't know what to remember, uh, the, uh, the JFR uh, was, uh, were, was uh, shipped or, or, or come, came with uh, J-Rocket. Yes. Which was uh, Swedish too, right? And, yes. and, and the, the, the great insight was they gathered the, the entire metrics and monitoring in yeah. real time. Yeah. They need them. Yep. And the uh, the Java Mission Control was just a view of the metrics. Yes. And they they merged with Sun's uh, JDK. Yeah. And then uh, they merged the inner workings. Yep. And then one of point of time, this JDK from Sun or from Oracle, or from Oracle was capable of doing that. So uh, what uh, what JFR is doing, they are just uh, gathering the metrics anyway because they need it for optimization of the garbage collector, yep. to my knowledge, right? Yep. JVM. Yep. And yep. they are just dumping everything like almost like a Kafka to a memory, yep. and uh, then asynchronously greeting that, right? So yep. this is this is yep. about yep. JFR, yep. my understanding. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then then you then you load it, you load the JFR recording either in JMC or now you can do it also in Visual VM. Mm-hmm. It also has a like. Uh, mm-hmm. JFR visualizer and, and JFR view command line. Well, command right? line and was uh, yeah it was extended with quite a lot of options quite recently for twenty one like you can you can basically write like command line uh, analysis of, of the JFR it's 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 mm-hmm. nice it's it's nice <laughs> and, but it's similar right because in JFR I have to specify when event yes. happens. And in your case, I'm 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 injecting yes. a hook. Uh, in JFR, you need to you need to write the event in your application. So you need to know that you yeah. will be emitting the event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good thing is I I wrote the integration for JFR into Vtrace. So now you, now you can well, you can directly from the probe. Well, it's not it's not entirely my achievement because uh, JFR guys they did a really great job and they added. A, like public API where you can create a dynamic event. So uh, in mm-hmm. addition to doing the annotation based event, which is more like user facing, you can do you can build uh, the event entirely dynamically from from your application from from Java code, calling the methods. And I'm mm-hmm. using this in the, in in a B-trace where you can basically you can specify your own event type in in the probe. In the script file, and then then you can you can emit this uh, from the hooks like when you so that that's pretty easy and you can use it in, instead of uh, instead of the the built-in print print line command which is doing mm-hmm. this textual presentation. So you can just you can just define the the event type you want to have, and then you can push the data into the event that will take. Advantage of the JFR like super serialization, and everything, and then you also you have uh, like visualization tools for free. You open it in. So what what I understood is that uh, you can have you now the bitrace as as always, and you brought a bridge. So a, a bitrace hook can generate or emit uh, JFR yes. events. And the cool story is now I can use the standard JFR tooling to read yes. bitrace or to analyze yes. bitrace code. So. This would be a perfect case for you know to write a small yep. profile yeah. or whatever, right? Because, because because then I have the JMC actually, which is already great. I have a bitrace very very capable, and I, so my understanding is um, so JFR for me was always almost like a business monitoring. I can create my own events, mm-hmm. you know, additional yep. business events which are emitted yep. higher level, and bitrace is more lower level diagnostic yeah. tool right so uh yeah but uh, yeah but i'm surprised I, actually it is really great i have to say so this is uh, uh and uh, i thought it was a little bit you know higher level but this is very comparable to detroit actually yeah at, at the java level i would say yes yeah yeah, yeah. sure sure yeah. sure sure and uh yeah actually i i added i added 
one thing, when I was working on the JFR integration, I realized that it, it would make sense to actually just fire up the probe and let it run in while mm -hmm. it disconnect. So I added something which is called unattended mode. So now you can do like, you just send the, the probe to, to the application, it, mm -hmm. it, it will do the instrumentation and, and it will start generating JFR events and you just immediately disconnect. But it, it will keep on running mm -hmm. that. Then you can do like second, mm -hmm. third, and basically you can build up with this like uh, JFR mm -hmm. event generating suite. Um, there, there is some small support there where you can, from the command line, you can actually you can list all the processes with, with running JFR uh, B-Trace probes. So you can like reconnect mm -hmm. to, to that particular probe and th then you can, for example, terminate it if you want. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I tried it, I tried this on actually on, on the Kubernetes instances over the SSH. And I was quite surprised that it was pretty easy. Like you can you can just mm -hmm. execute the the command for betrays over SSH on that machine, blah blah blah. You send stuff there and you, you just let it running there and suddenly like But you had to install the agent, right? But agent was already. Uh, yeah, you need to, you need to install the, the agent or yeah. the, you, you can do I'm I'm having the betrays uh, in on SDK man. So this this is a really nice mm -hmm tool to, to, to manage mm -hmm. the runtimes and everything. So you can you can always get the, the B-Trace, the latest B-Trace from the SDK man. Mm -hmm. So you can have just like, you can build the image like in, in the Kubernetes. So you can build the image with the, with the B-Trace and then you can, mm -hmm. that's it. Like you, it knows where the B-Trace is living there. So you can do the, you can do the SSH mm -hmm. command. And since in data that we, we have well, I had this these instances. They were integrated with the um, with the continuous profiler, where we are already co collecting the JFR. So I was able to immediately see my additional mm -hmm. JFR events in the profiles we're collecting. Just pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever tried to say you know just do everything? So I create a script, JavaScript, star and star, and start yeah. you know a small application like Quarkus, yeah. you know, with Hello World. Any chance that it will succeed or will break? I mean, how much you know traffic? It, it should it should succeed for Quarkus, uh, for small application. Mm -hmm. Well, there, there is a, like hidden dirty secret there that even if you do start dot star, a large portion of, of the JDK classes will not be instrumented. Uh, not not a problem. I mean, maybe they are not that relevant, right? Probably, unless you want to really see. Yeah. I don't know, really the, the collections or. But yeah, the, the problem. Is, yeah. No, I'm more interested in in lazy mode, yeah. right? In lazy mode, I, I I just I don't like. I just you know do star star and see what happens, and then I will restrict. Is it viable approach? It's viable approach for something which are not well. If you have kind of testing environment or staging, where yeah, because yeah, there, sure. there will be there, there definitely there will be a lot of instrumentation going on. So like yeah. startup will take I don't know thirty seconds minutes. Then you will go into yeah. the, the warm up again because when you do instrumentation, it will be kicked out from the C2. You will go to internal. So, yeah, you, you will get some latency peak there. But if it's for testing, yeah. staging, whatever, that's fine. In production, I. Because then I can yeah. refine, right? You see what comes out, and then yes. I can refine yeah. and, and I can iterate towards yes. production yes. Yes. environment. Yes. Yeah, cool. Anything we forgot to mention? Uh, I think we covered profiles pretty well. This was a side product, and uh, I think a deeper understanding of yeah, Vtrace, right? understanding of Vtrace. And yeah, there's actually, um, when, when you rummage around the, the, the GitHub uh, project, mm -hmm. I think I put, there, I put there a small like tutorial for Vtrace. It, it's, it's mm -hmm. There's a wiki, you mean there's a nice wiki? Uh, we're running Bitrace in detail, for uh, instance. Uh, this is the quick start there, with there, there Bitrace. Should, there, there should be a there should be a PDF file or a Markdown. Well, uh, I will I will check it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I and at one time when I worked for for the other startup in in the big data uh, observability profiling, Unravel. Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned in, in, in the previous podcast. So 
together with uh, with Shimna from from that company, we came up with the with the tutorial. So he used that for for his students, and then he kind mm -hmm. of yeah approved the open sourcing of that. So it should be it should be there, and it's there are docs. This is what we have. This Bitrace tutorial yes, in the markdown. It. Bitrace tutorial, Bitrace to two hello world, and there is a. It is in the doc section on GitHub. Right. Yes. So that's it. With lessons yes. and everything. So this is actually. I will also put it to show yeah. notes. Um, yeah. It, it it even contains the JFR, JF, custom JFR events. It's 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 still mm -hmm. it's it's missing it's missing uh, like packaging story. So. Also for that particular startup, I added, I added added bunch of packaging modes where you can basically you can mm -hmm. create your like distribution of B-trace together with the scripts. So mm -hmm. you can then you can put it on onto your server. Like we had the scripts for Spark, for Hadoop, for these big data mm -hmm. things, which were dynamically chosen. And you can do it, you can do, do mm -hmm. the same, like if, if you want to like prepackage everything. And yeah. But I need to I need to add there. <laughs> Perfect. So um, thank you a lot. It was a, a blast. And what's what's interesting, right? So with my Airhex FM podcast, I'm able to speak, you know, to the Java One oh. rock stars. And back then, you are uh, you you were on stage, you know, uh, telling us about Bitrace and yeah. whatever. And now you know uh, every every rock star is a human. Yes. This is actually a nice yes. nice story, right? <laughs> and. Uh, but uh, still amazed, you know, about your deep knowledge about Java. And uh, yeah, uh, and, and Java is still going strong. I would say Java 21, oh, huge yeah. release. And uh, it's just uh, getting nicer and nicer. This is actually a cool story for me because, you know, I'm al al always looking forward to the new Java version, to the mm -hmm. Java release. And this is like a small Christmas, <laughs> you know. So it's like, hey, cool. And now I can do this. I can do this. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, really, it's really nice. It's really nice to see all, all the improvements in Java. And yeah, yeah pe people are still saying Java is dead and it's not cool language. I mean, yeah. So we so yes. we hear this for ten years yes, already yes, or fifteen. Come, no? come back in ten years and <laughs> then we can talk. <laughs> yeah. Thank you a lot. It was a blast, and yeah, see you next, see you next time. time. Thank you for having me here. Yep. Yeah.